There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 62 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 7 of Season 2 of The Expanse. Holy crap. Yeah! The special effects budget, I was going to say FSX, the budget (laughs) has got to be insane. With what we are seeing, it was amazing. Yes. Amazing. Okay, before I jump in all that, because I'm seriously, I can go on about that for several, several minutes. Let's talk about the ratings that you managed to get from. All right, this episode brought in a 0.15 in adults 18 to 49 and 0.451 million viewers, dropping to 96th in the cable shows. Yeah, the live same day is dropping, but we have some tough competition as Legion was 12th in cable shows with 0.785 million viewers, so... I Legion seems to be it. picking up, yeah. I usually watch that on the replay, though, like after. Right. So I, I could do sci-fi, sci-fi, and then Legion. And apparently other people are doing the Legion, <laughs> sci-fi, sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> because they do. You know, as soon as Expanse is over, they reshow the Magicians and Expanse again. Yep. And that's the time Legion's on, and that's when I'm catching it. Right. So... I'm helping everybody's stats, apparently, but I want ours to be better, so... Yes. Now, episode five, Home, we got the live plus seven. It tied for ninth in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.2 to a 0.5 for an increase of 150%. And it was 19th in viewers percentage gain, going from 601 to 1.24 million viewers for an increase of 106 percent wow that's a pretty impressive increase yes it is Uh, okay i'm going to admit that i had a real hard time tweeting this episode yes and i was just getting so involved with it that i'm like i don't know what to tweet because i was getting sucked in and i'm like oh yeah i'm supposed to be doing this and uh i think this is the one episode so far that uh we haven't been kind of ribbed or trolled by the executive producer right i just didn't have enough great ones but diago he was actually talking to us what is his name alan oh god andrew yes i'm blanking on his name hold on uh andrew rotilio right he plays diogo he was talking to us so him in the writer's room But holy crap, this episode was unbelievable. Now, let me start with actually my first tweet. When your blood is turning into snowflakes, I don't think that's a good thing. Right. (laughs) That's how this episode started. Now, when I said about the special effects, they had like close up on a snowflake and all the intricate details, which I'm sure if you 
Googled it. You've seen it on TV, whatever. It's crazy detailed. And that's how what they had, like super intricate. And it was the blood. And they show the blood coming out of Bob, Bobby's leg and turning into these snowflakes. I was like, <laughs> what the heck? This is insane. Yes. And we see what happened. You know, the battlefield, basically. There's stuff broken. There was the mirror rays were all around. Right. And then two people, humanoids running towards Bobby as she's kind of in and out of consciousness. And I'm like, holy crap, what is this? Because we've seen some type of alien, <laughs> possibly some weird protomolecule monster. Last episode, I'm thinking, oh my God, are they going to take her? What's happening? Right. With the way last episode ended and this episode started, you kind of had a feeling that Bobby might be done for. I really <laughs> did. Although I would like to take a moment to express my sadness that Empo. Well, yes. do not be on any more episodes, because he's dead. Same with Deshaun. Yes. Guys, come on. What? What's the what? Are you trying to become the new Sean Bean? Right. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. But that being said, talking about the budget, obviously a lot of stuff happened. Steve, where shall we start? Well, let's start with the episode is entitled The Seventh Man and Preparations for Earth-Mars Peace Conference Tighten the Tensions on Ehrenreich. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. Yes, and it the press release really could have said just a little bit more than that. Oh, oh, you but, think? Yeah. Hey, but we'll this start happened, with guys. Okay. Aaron well. Wright and Ava Solara on at the UN Council. Again, she's looking fabulous. Yes, and Aaron Wright wants to go to war, blow everybody up. It's all Mars' fault. Of course, that will just cover his backside and. His and his, mouth. Uh, yeah, with the proto-molecules. So, yeah, he's ready to destroy everything, if at all possible, to save his butt. Uh, yeah, whenever somebody's willing to jump that fast to, let's blow it all up, I would have questions. Yes. And thankfully, <laughs> the UN president does have questions. But Christian is there to be like, listen, this is what needs to happen. Nobody wants this shit to go down. We need to have a peace summit right here. Because it's on our home turf, we'll bring people in, we'll talk, we'll see what happened. Because everyone thinks that it's the other person's weapon, nobody knows what happened on Eros, what right. caused it. And yet, somebody in the room does know what happened on Eros. Yes. <laughs> and and hopefully else. by then, she will have the evidence to prove it. Yes. Oh, man. And somebody else in the room, yeah, is looking for the evidence. So hopefully she will find it and be able to just nail his ass. I'm sorry. You're a jerk. <laughs> right. But we do find out that apparently her father was the U.N. president. Yes. I love it when he's, she proposes this and the president's like, how am I going to sell this? And she's like, that's what you do. And he's like, okay, how am I going to argue with you? You saved Earth. Even though she's like, you saved Earth. And he's like, yeah, we all know who saved Earth. Right. <laughs> when he asks her why she hasn't gone into into the politics, even though I kind of feel like she's in politics, but... Right. She's like, I like my head where it is. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> but, damn, she's good. Yes. I love her attitude. It's awesome. So, funny, because that's really all we see of her. Right. That beginning short scene. But it made a huge impact, because that's talked about basically through the, through the episode. Yes. So really quick, before we go to the next group of people, what do you think is going through Aaron Wright's head right now? He's trying to find some way 
to save his butt, but it just keeps getting closer and closer to the fire. Yeah, I feel like he's like, okay, she knows something and she's not playing her hand. Right. But how much does she know and how much will he reveal? Right. Dun, dun, dun. All right, take us to the next group. All right, well, let's start with Bobby. Of course, we find out that it wasn't more of the uh, unusual creatures that Bobby saw at the end of last episode, that it's actually Martians, and they do rescue her and take her up to the ship. And, yeah, Bobby's in rough shape. She was. physically and mentally, which is something I never thought I would ever hear myself say. Well, I mean, you got to figure she's got to have, like, what they used to call shell shock, PTSD happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there was four of them that were going to have to take on this line of UN soldiers. And then they look up and they see ships are being just shot out of the sky and all hell's breaking loose. It's like, I have minimal amounts of an arsenal with me. Holy crap, what am I going to do? Right. And then you see something and you don't know what the heck you're looking at. So I can I can relate to her being like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm not sure. Even though she knows and she keeps reliving it as she tries to remember, she starts to freak out and bleed. Right. And I think she had to know that her team was dead, but until the new, was it a general or a captain? Right, the new the new guy the in charge. That ship, yeah, Thorson. Until he told her, it didn't become real in her head. Right. So, ah, uh, I felt so bad for her. But then, like, as they go through the episode, she kind of goes up and down, up and down. Where it's like, she's hurt and distraught, and then she's like, let's blow him out of the sky, and then, oh crap, what's going on? And let's kill them all in the back. You know, it's like, all right, you need to even out. Because when they're talking to you, you know what happened, you're remembering it, but you don't want to remember it, so you start to freak out. Right, because it was that horrific that she did try to block it out for as long as she could, and of course, they want, they decide that, oh, you need to go to Earth for the uh, peace summit and tell your story that, yes, it was the UN fighters that attacked you. Yeah, I don't think she was going to be like... I'm just going to give my statement here. I'm not going there. She's never right. set foot on Earth. I don't think she's planning to go. Oh, she doesn't want to, but I have a feeling she will. You think she and then, will? Yes, I think she will show up, and I cannot wait to see Ava Solara and Bobby. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be epic. Yes, but I think Ava Solara will get Bobby to finally remember everything that happened, and it will come out. Admit the seventh man. Right. Because they were pretty adamant telling her, uh, we're not going to talk about that. Even when they wanted her to remember. Yes. And the chaplain, Martins, who happened to serve with Bobby's father, was the one who was monitoring her once they hooked her up to the electrodes and gave her the memory drug, the focus drug. We'll call it focus in. Right. And as soon as Bobby remembers that, yeah, the six UN soldiers were firing, but they weren't firing on them. They were firing at this seventh man that was chasing them. Yeah, I feel like he knows a lot more than is coming out right now. 
I think so too. I really do. Cause he basically tells Thorson that's enough. Right. And I feel like Thorson would have probably kept pushing it to find out more. Right. But somehow Thorson even's like, okay, let's sweep this under the rug. Yeah. Thorson's whole goal is Bobby, you're going to go in there and tell them that the UN started this. Well, that was the original goal. Yeah, I think that's still Thorson's goal. Really? Because at the end, with them, he gives her a purple heart. Right. Acts of bravery. And then says, you're going to tell them that you fired, and it was a misunderstanding, but you started it. Why would he want her to admit that and not mention anything about the seventh man? Because he kept saying, I don't hear that anymore. Right. So that's why I think he knows a lot more than he's saying, and he may be well deep into Mao's pocket, too. It's very possible. Very, very possible. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Bobby had a rough episode, and there is no telling what she's going to be dealing with in the future, though. So, yep. we'll see if uh, the Bobby Draper that we met in first time is going to be as strong as The next she Bobby has Draper. Been. Right. <laughs> oh, man. And speaking of strong people acting weird. Yes. Let's talk about Amos. Wow. Yeah, so all the um, refugees from Ganymede have been taken to Tycho Station. Thank you, uh, Fred Johnson, mm-hmm. for lending a helping hand and not hearing any of the Mars or Earth teams mentioning that. Yeah, kind of interesting there. But Ganymede is the breadbasket of the outer planets, which is the belt. So yes. they would be the closest to. Ganymede to at least um, attempt a rescue mission, I guess. So all the Rossi crew is there helping to hand out supplies to these people coming off the ships. Amos is, I guess he's handing out some type of food and one per person, one per person. And this kid, little boy drops his and the mother dives for it. Yeah. And I was a little distraught because somebody drops it and another person dives for it. And you know they weren't going to be like, here you go. It's like, come on, guys. You're taking food literally out of the mouth of babes. Right. So you can understand Amos's reaction. Yes. But at the same time, he needed to stop for a second to find out who the person was. And, of course, it happened to be the mother of the child, which, of course brought back all kinds of um, very horrible memories for Amos as his mother had died when he was younger. Yeah, when he seen this little boy stick up for his mom. Right, pushing. That just really, like, clicked in Amos's head. Right, and something probably very similar happened to him. He stood up for his mom, and his mom still ended up getting killed, probably, is what happened. Yeah. That's why he just... Freaked for a second and then just walked off. Yeah, I think somebody needs to still man that food. I'm just putting that out there. Right. (laughs) But Amos goes off and he decides to go talk to the doctor, or scientist, I should say, that is locked up, still listening to the protomolecule. Yes. That was kind of messed up because he's like, okay, how did they do that to you? What happened? And, you know, the guy has like no emotional context to anything he's just like oh i was like you my yeah. my mom was dying she had cancer i stayed there i almost missed this opportunity but then i did this and i'm okay now because now i can just be right where i need to be it's like 
You have no emotion. Right. You would kill somebody in Buddy. a heartbeat, which we've kind of seen Amos almost do anyway. Right. So it's a little distressing to me that Amos wants to possibly... Is considering it, right. Yeah, ...be this way, so he has no emotions. No, we don't want that Amos. Amos is scary enough with his emotions. We don't want no emotion Amos. Right. We might have T2 on the loose. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then we have a whole lot happening with Johnson. And Dawes is back. Yes, he is. So this was kind of a weird pairing. They decide to have an OPA meeting with all of the factions, the right. heads of the factions or whatever. And Johnson's like, listen, there's going to be a peace talk. We need somebody there to represent the Belters. And of course, you got crazy man with that weird skull coming out of his chest. Who's like, oh, and I suppose he wants to be, it should be you, so you can just sit back and take all the credit. And he's like, no, it should not be me. Which actually surprised me. Right. And he's like, it should be Dawes. It should be a lifelong belter. And Dawes knows what he's doing. But then Dawes is kind of like riling people up. And it's like, okay, which side is he really on? Exactly. Because there, there was some question as to whether Dawes is... um shall we say, ill-gotten gains were used to line his pockets or if they actually were given to the people. Right. And we see Dawes definitely manipulates the crowd. Yes, he admits that, yeah, it might be a good idea to go ahead and give the UN back their 30 nukes, but we're not going to do this, this, and this. And you kind of go, okay, yeah, this is definitely a completely different agenda than what Johnson has, of course. Right. And Holden has to open his mouth about, yes, we saw what happened on Eros and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, you got two Earthers there, Johnson and Holden, and it's just not working for the Belter factions. Well, you even have Naomi kind of. Dawes is like, well, you were there too. Is it over? Is everything over that happened? And she's just like, I hope so. But it just pisses me off because we know what she's done. Right. And I guarantee you, with her reaction, Dawes knew that, no, it isn't over. Because Dawes thinks that Johnson is hiding something. Mm -hmm. And he's going to do everything he can to find out what it is. And, of course, first he goes to the Rossi and talks to Holden and... Naomi and Holden is already becoming more and more leery of him by the second. Well, I think that's a smart move. Yes. And of course, he defends everything that they've done and basically tells him to get off their ship because mm -hmm. we're not telling you anything. Yeah. I love how he's like, you have to pick sides because, but the Rossi crew is from all over. Right. Two belters, a human, and a Martian. So how are they going to pick sides? Because Amos is going to do whatever Naomi does. But right. at the same time, with him considering this weird procedure, will he still do whatever Naomi says? Right. If, he, if that happens to him, I doubt it. So then we have an unknown factor. So I don't know what this is actually going to mean for the Rossi crew. Right. I'm scared. Yes. I need somebody to hold my hand. <laughs> So Anderson does more digging, Surprise. talks to his 
I wanted to say it was probably his daughter. Okay, I was going to ask you that. I was waiting until you said it, because I thought she said, you've lost the right for me to call you Papa. Right. But then I was like, now it may have been a thing. Right. Well, and it may have been an adoption or, you know, he he just took her in when her parents got killed or something. Mm -hmm. So not really her blood, but so, yeah, there could have been some weird stuff going on there. And the way he kind of nuzzled up to her from behind, it definitely made you feel that way. Yeah. So I don't know. But why does she trust him over what Johnson is trying to do? I think it's because he raised her. Okay. And yes, she's something happened which made her leave and want to stay away from him. But that still doesn't completely. But not enough. To destroy the relationship completely to where she becomes unloyal to him. Okay. Now, maybe he's got her so scared that, yeah, I can at least have my, have some peace on Tycho Station and not have to deal with him on a daily basis. But if I don't give him the information he wants, he can have me killed in a second. Hmm. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Which is more than likely the truth. I see. Well, he's smart. Oh, yeah, he is definitely on top of his game. Yes. Because he is able to manipulate everybody he needs to to get what he wants. Because, of course, she tells him about Diago. He goes and visits Diago and basically has him in his pocket in about 30 seconds. Right, because he starts praising him. Like, oh, wow, you stayed out there how long? And just in your suit. and your tails are going to be bigger than mine. It just kind of kept going, kept going. Right, which is all he needed to hear to be all in. Now, what was really curious is after the talk with Diago, we see Holden and Naomi in bed asleep. And that's in air quotes, people. Yes, that is in air quotes. Holden thinks Naomi's asleep. He gets up, grabs a gun... And heads to the doctor. I mean, the scientist. I know, I keep saying doctor too. Because technically, yeah, yeah, if you're a scientist, chances are you probably have a doctorate. Yeah, Cortazar. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, he's not there. And there looks to be some kind of incident that happened in the the cell. Right, because it's trashed, and he gets on the horn to Johnson. Johnson is immediately knows that it's Dawes that has him. Yeah, he's like, shut everything down, don't let any any passengers Ship leave. Yeah. And, oh, lo and behold, there goes one. And then so we have Holden like, hey, guys, you need to go. Alex, chase him. The only people on board are Alex and Naomi, because they don't even yeah. know what happened to poor Amos. No. That's worrying me more, too. <sighs> so what if, and I'm just going to put this out here because we know nothing, what if it was Amos that took him and not Dawes? Like, somehow he knew what was about to happen, and he takes them, and because nobody knows what's happening, everything still is going according to plan, even though the plan has fallen through. Hmm. Interesting thought. I guess we'll see next episode. Right. But it was awesome to see Alex and Naomi in the Rossi going after what they thought was Dawes, and of course, and you really think it is Dawes because... As soon as they get a a beat on him on their ship, he goes dark. Right. And that you know, and Naomi has to really do some work to 
getting back in their sights. And I kind of felt like, okay, is she really doing it or is she screwing around? Like, oh, I'm not right. going to really find him. Right. I was, I didn't know. It could have gone that way. Mm-hmm. It really could have. And I think we will see that coming up very soon. I'm not going to like it, but I think we will see that Naomi is going to fall in with dogs. No, don't say that. Because <laughs> I want our people to be together. I do too. And I don't just mean together like, oh, I ship them. No, I mean together, no. like on yeah, the ship. Our crew, yes. Uh, we want our crew together. Up if she changes sides. Yep. And she's going to have to come clean to Holden very soon, especially now. Yes. Because if Dawes is off the station and he has the scientist, they need to get that sample and get it destroyed ASAP. And that's the next question. Does the scientist, is what he's hearing the sample or I think Eros? I think it's Eros. I think it is, too. I really do. I think Miller and Julie somehow survived, and it's... We'll see, hopefully. thing. Maybe we'll see Venus start to... Change. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It'll be so weird. <laughs> yes, it would. So, I don't know. There was a lot happening, and like I tweeted out, and the writers, of course, liked it. I'm like, damn, you guys. It was yes. like, this episode is giving me a whole lot more questions than answers. Right. And you know, they're laughing about it. We're like, yeah, let's like that one, because we're not telling her crap. <laughs> damn you. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I want to know how you guys are thinking, because I know this is stressing me out. I know Steve has has questions like I do, so we also know you have questions. So why don't you tell us what your questions are? Fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us, FGZ Podcast, especially during the show. Ask away. Tag us. Tag the writer's room. Let's see if they answer any of us. Right. We, of course, love talking to all you guys on Twitter. Yes, and we hit 100 followers today. So thank you guys very much. Yes, we did. For being so new, I think that's pretty awesome. Yes. We actually have a lot of followers right now, so we do want to thank you, some of you. Shutter UK, Common White Girl, Joanne, <laughs> Common White Girl, James Stifler. Nice. Like I said, the writer's room, of course, always tweeting with us, so that's always fun. Andrew Rotilo, who, again, plays Diogo, who keeps messing with us. I don't know what to think about Diogo. Uh, yeah, it's amazing how much fun, you know, you kind of expect it with the magicians. Because it's kind of a crazy show. Mm-hmm. This is the intensity of this show has just really ratcheted up. And this episode especially, there wasn't a whole lot of really humor in it at all. No. You know, with the stuff Bobby was going through, you know, all the political stuff that's were is just getting ready to go out the roof. Yeah, there's not a lot of humor, but the cast is still able to... Uh, <laughs> Have some fun, which is great. Yeah, you guys are pretty fun. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. A special shout out to Wormhole Writers. Yes. Just because they talk to us back and forth with almost all of our shows. Yes, they so, do. Yeah. They are great. Thank you, guys. And yeah, there's just a ton of you, and I I loved it. <laughs> I love that you guys talk to us. Thank you. Okay, so before we go into our, our final moments here, anything else we should bring up? Mother than me being mad at Diogo. I don't know why I keep calling him Diego. Yeah. <laughs> it's so similar. I'm sorry. Sure is. 
you would think that Naomi would grab Diogo by his ear and sit him down in the Rossi and give him a good tongue lashing and then get back to Tycho and fess up to Holden and then find Amos and then get the crew together and have another one of their, all right, what what do we do with the sample again? We destroy it. Let's go get it and get it destroyed before it gets into Johnson's or Dawes's hands. Or one of the many people that are probably trying to start the war. Or the seventh man. <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever it is. Okay, quick question. Seventh man, isn't that a take? Wasn't there, like, seventh candidate? There's something with that title. Yes, th- there is something about the title. Oh, tell me what it is, guys. You know. I know you know. All <laughs> right. Don't forget to rate and review us on all the platforms you find us on. I know we're spreading out more. Steve and I were discussing previous to this. Podomatic, iTunes, of course, on our website, www.fangirlzone.com. You can find the player and just have everything. Um, you probably found us on Hollow Nine. We're on Spreaker. I'm breaking into Podbean. We're on Google Play, SoundCloud. So we're all over the place. So thank you for listening to us wherever you're listening to us from. Please rate and review us, though. So hopefully you're enjoying everything. And we want one of you guys to come on and join us. I need somebody else with a tinfoil hat. We're getting (laughs) all these out. So for the finale, we want one of you guys on. Let us know what you think and what you want want to talk about. Right. And if I manage, and I think this time I didn't, if I have a word of the day in here that you heard me use like way too many times. (laughs) Email us, hashtag word of the day with what it is, how many times I said it, and I will send you something out of our prize bin. I always Here's end it. I always. It's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, geez. Yes. Oh, gosh. Steve takes, takes notes because I don't notice it till after. All right. <laughs> so for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, episode 62, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. I like getting shit done, and I like to keep my head attached to my neck. Until next time.